For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we'll be talking about some NFL football as the San Francisco 49ers have a matchup over the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Podcast. Now, before we went on break, we talked about what we are going to be discussing on the show, which was the upcoming matchup for the Niners against the Arizona Cardinals, taking place on a Sunday afternoon at around 1.25 p.m. Pacific time. And going through the actual breakdowns for both teams quickly, the Cardinals 7-1, and uh, they are 4-0 on the road, ended up losing to the Packers, the shorthanded Packers, on Thursday Night Football. Crazy game. We all know what happened there with A.J. Green. And you have the 49ers, who are 3-4, 0-3 at home, currently in second-to-last place in the division. And they won last week against the Bears. But going through uh, both games, we'll start off with the uh, Thursday Night game uh, between the Cardinals and the Packers. We know that Aaron Rodgers had basically no one to throw the ball to. Devontae Adams was out, Scantling was out, and Lazard was out. And yet, Rodgers found a way. He didn't really do much through the air, only had 184 passing yards, but he did have two touchdowns. Aaron Jones had 59 rushing yards, but he also had 51 receiving yards and a rushing touchdown as well. So 110 total yards, one touchdown, pretty solid day. A.J. Dillon was pretty solid. So Arizona's run defense definitely struggled a bit in this spot because Green Bay did average 4.4 yards per carry uh, going through the actual uh, Arizona defense, though. They recorded one sack. I mentioned their issues against the run. Against the pass, they were fine. But I can't tell that's because of good pass defense or because Green Bay had a bunch of just below-average wide receivers out there. And you can tell by how many timeouts Rodgers was burning throughout the course of the game that a lot of the receivers weren't really sure where to line up. They weren't sure what the actual patterns were. There were a lot of miscommunications throughout, and yet Green Bay overcame it and won the game. But looking at Arizona, the defense, I thought, was fine. Uh, they gave up 24. I can't say they did a great job, but they did have the goal line stand to set up the potential game-winning drive. So Arizona struggled for a decent amount of the game, but they managed to buckle down when they needed to. Unfortunately, their offense was unable to get the job done, and they ended up losing the game. Now, the main takeaway was the fact that Arizona really had issues moving the ball offensively throughout, whether it was on the ground or through the air. We'll get the rushing attack. They had three rushing touchdowns, which is the good. The bad is that they averaged 3.7 yards per carry, so they really couldn't generate much. The red zone, it worked out, a couple of short yardage touchdowns, but 
when you're averaging 3.7 yards per carry, you're going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback in the passing game. And that clearly did not go too well because Kyler Murray had his worst game of the season by far. Ended up going 22-33 for 274 passing yards, which sounds decent. Was sacked twice, had two interceptions. One interception was inside of his own 20-yard line, which was not exactly ideal. And other than that, you also had a lost fumble by Rondell Moore. Uh, So Arizona turned the ball over a decent amount, which is why they lost the game. But of course, we have to talk about the receiving core. DeAndre Hopkins was a bit banged up. He made the big catch down the sideline. He had a touchdown, which was called back because of offensive face mask. But he did get injured. He missed the majority of the game. Ended up coming back a little bit in the second half, mostly as a decoy. But keep that in mind. Then you have A.J. Green, five receptions for 50 yards. But he should have arguably have had about 57 yards and a touchdown because they threw the back shoulder pass. Looked like he had a good matchup. And he did not turn around for the ball. And it was intercepted with about 10 seconds left to lose the game. So, A.J. Green definitely, I don't want to say blew the game for his team, but he was a huge reason why they lost the game. But he's still a pretty good veteran wide receiver. We'll see how he looks against San Francisco. Uh, Kirk at 46 yards. Ertz looked decent, 42 yards there. And, yeah, not really much else to add. Uh, Just going down the rest of the line. It was a pretty even game. Uh, The turnovers were pretty brutal for Arizona and you ended up having an upset win by the Packers with Rodgers. But looking at the 49ers game over the past weekend, you had a matchup against the Bears, which was a lot closer than what the final score indicates. The Niners ended up winning 33-22. to To go through how we did betting-wise, by the way, we went 1-1. One one. We had the Niners minus the points, and we had the under. The under actually looked pretty good early on. You only had six points in the first quarter, and then you had... A decent amount of scoring, uh, really in the second half, fourth quarter, 24 points. That'll kill it under any time. But we went one and one. Niners got the job done. I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, Garoppolo looked okay. He had 322 passing yards. Of course, most of them came on that 83-yard pass to Samuel, where he threw the ball about two yards, and Samuel ran the rest of the way. But Garoppolo did have two rushing touchdowns, so QBR of 85.6. He looked pretty sharp. Elijah Mitchell, though, was the story. He had 18 carries, 137 yards, one touchdown. He was fantastic. Debo Samuel, six receptions for 171 yards. I mentioned the 83-yard screen pass that he took almost to the crib, got tackled at the one-yard line. But uh, Mohamed Sanu was decent. He had 59 yards. Brandon Ayuk had 45 yards, which was uh, surprisingly, I'd say, say noticeable. Uh, because of how little Ayuk was involved over the course of the first couple of games, and he had seven targets, which was the second most on the team. So hopefully Ayuk uh, gets it going. But Sanu looked pretty good. Uh, Debo Samuel still unstoppable, so that's a good sign. But Garoppolo looked pretty good. Defensively, the Niners were, I'd say, okay. They struggled against the run. Uh, The Bears averaged 4.9 yards per carry, gave up 176 yards and one touchdown. Of course, when you have a mobile quarterback, you're going to have some inflated rushing numbers. Justin Fields had 10 carries for 103 yards. So when it came to Khalil Herbert, the main running back, 23 carries for 72 yards. That's not bad, 3.1 yards per carry. But the mobility for Fields definitely was on notice. He had the fantastic rushing touchdown on fourth and one where he reversed field, ended up scoring. But the Niners' defense was pretty good. They had four sacks against Fields. Uh, They ended up forcing him to fumble twice, and none of them ended up being recovered or anything, but they did pressure the quarterback a lot. 
Fields only had 175 passing yards, and yeah, uh, the Niners ended up controlling the game for the most part late, but it was a very close game. They trailed at the half, they trailed after three quarters, and then they blew it open in the fourth, and they put any doubt to bed. But I guess the question I have for all of you listening, how impressed should I be that you beat the Bears? I think we all know the Bears are not a good football team. We know that even though Nagy wasn't on the sidelines the last week because of COVID, he's a terrible football coach, and the Bears will probably win six games all year long. If that, they're not a good team, and yet the Niners struggled with them for three quarters. So, yes, the Niners won. They won a game they should win. Am I really impressed by that performance? No, because Chicago hung around, and San Francisco eventually broke it open. But I do have concerns against a quality team like Arizona, how this team is going to look. Now, the first game that they ended up having this season, the first matchup between these two teams, was very close. You had Trey Lance who was playing, and he did not look good at all. And yet the Niners' defense ended up hanging tough as the Niners lost 17-10 to on the road. Very impressive showing by them, only losing by seven with a rookie quarterback making his first career start. But Murray is a little bit banged up. Uh, we saw him suffer a bit of an ankle sprain uh, at the end of the Thursday night game. But the spread in this one is currently Arizona minus one. And you're looking at the actual total in this one. It is around 46. So they're expecting a very close game. A game that should be a nail-biter throughout. Do I think that's going to happen? Maybe. I think that the Niners have always given Kingsbury and Murray problems in the past, which is why I do think this game will be close. However, I have a really hard time back in the Niners here because you're going through their performances this year. They beat the Lions, who are awful. They beat the Eagles in a game that they arguably should have lost, but they ended up winning that one. The Eagles aren't a very good football team, and they beat the Bears. So besides that, they've had, I can't even say three step-up games, but let's just say, for the sake of argument, three to four step-up games. Loss to the Packers. That was a very good game. Sunday Night Football, they lost that one. Uh, They lost to Seattle with Russell Wilson in a game they were favored to win. They really never stood a chance throughout. I know Garoppolo got injured midway through, but that didn't really matter. Seattle was winning throughout. Played Arizona, rookie quarterback, lost, and played the Colts in that monsoon and lost by 12. So the Colts, I know, are below 500. They're 3-5, but I think we would agree the Colts are a decent football team. Of course, Carson Wentz is going to limit your ceiling, but that team is, I'd say, better than their 3-5 and five record indicates, just because of how awful they are taking care of the football. But when your three wins are against the Lions, the Eagles, and the Bears, I'm not impressed by your football team. And the Cardinals, yes, they lost to Green Bay, but it was on Thursday, so they do have extra time to prepare for this matchup. I think it'll be ugly, I think it'll be close, but I do think that the Niners will struggle offensively Arizona's defense has been playing pretty well so far this season. I expect Garoppolo to turn it over a couple of times, and I do think that if Arizona is able to stop the run or even limit Debo Samuel, because the first meeting, Samuel only had 58 yards, I do think that you're going to see Arizona win this game. Now, would it shock me if the Niners pulled it out? No, because they have a losing record, and yet they're currently a one-point underdog against the the, uh, one-loss team. But I really have a hard time backing this Niners team. I don't think they're very good, and I know that it hurts some people listening on the podcast. I'm sure if you went through the schedule this season with the preseason expectations, they were one of the favorites to win the division, if not the co-favorite, 
and they have really underperformed up to this point. Injuries are a factor. Yes, I'm aware of that, but you got to factor that in. I think Arizona will get the job done, and I do think that this total does seem a little bit high. Now, I think that 49ers defense has been good this season. They did have some lapses against Chicago last week. The red zone defense was decent as a whole. And I do think that with Murray with a bit of a leg issue, you will see him run around less than normal. So I do think that even though the Niners struggled to contain a mobile quarterback last week, Murray will be less mobile than usual. So that shouldn't be as big of a factor as it normally would. But I'm still looking at the offense. I'm still looking at the fact that besides Samuel, they really don't have many other quality wide receivers. Ayuk, we're waiting to get going. You still have Sanu, who's been, I'd say, meh. As a wide receiver, three. Elijah Mitchell's been good, but the Cardinals did a pretty good job of bottling up the run against Green Bay last week. I do think there are some issues with the Niners roster. I think Arizona's the better team. And I think that even though this team is a little bit banged up, they had extra time to rest up for this game to get guys healthier. And I do think that Arizona, when push comes to shove, will win this game. Will it be a blowout? No. I think it'll be very close. I think the Niners might be winning at some point in the second half. But I think Arizona will find a way to do enough in order to cover this number and win this game by at least two points. So for a score prediction in this matchup, I like Arizona winning this game 23-20. to Very close, a little bit low scoring compared to the total. But I think Arizona will find a way to sustain enough drives. I expect a couple of really awful passes by uh, Garoppolo at some point. And I know the Niners are at home. You can argue that home field matters. Does it really matter if the team is 0-3 at home? Because the Niners have played at home, and they really have not looked great in any performance. The Green Bay game was close. They lost by two. Let's be real. The refs were helping out the Niners for pretty much the entire second half. Green Bay should have won that game by double digits, just being honest with it. But the Seahawks, they got dominated. The Colts, they really struggled. I expect the uh, Cardinals to... Show why they're 7-1. and one. I'm not going to overreact to a loss against the Packers. I think that Arizona wins. I think they cover. And I think this game goes under. But that has been this installment of the Bannerberry Podcast here for Thursday, November 4th. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.